welcome 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 grab a tea grab a coffee or grab a wine it's your girl d and welcome to weekly dose of me Alrighty. Hey guys, welcome to another episode with your favorite hostie and welcome to another weekly dose of me. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things social media, backlash and how to use your platform when your opinions are not so popular or um, not favored by many people. I do have some lovely guests. Usually this podcast is just me, but some podcasts, some episodes will have a range of different guests on different topics. If this is your first time, welcome and thank you for tuning in. And if if this is your returning from the first two, for the other two episodes, thank you for coming back as well. So I have some lovely guests with me today to talk about all things social media and how they use their platforms, in particular, Christian Twitter. Um, I have from Swirly Gang, the infamous Swirly Gang, um, two members. I don't know how many are actually in Swirly, but I have John and Ephraim. And then I have, they're called choppers in my head. I have Ben and Chica, but they're not actually called choppers. Um, But before we begin, I'll let them introduce themselves. So you guys can tell your name, what your, how you use your social media, what what you do. what you do, um, age, and all of that. Let's start with Ben. Introduce yourself, please. Sorry. Um, yeah, so my name is Ben. Um, on socials, go by the name Book of B10. Um, what was it? How old am I? Um, do, you say, do you say, what do I do? Or... Yeah, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a uni student, uh, currently studying computer science with business at Aston University. Um, I'm in lockdown at the moment, so you know, not much is going on. <laughs> um, I like playing football. Uh, I work part time. You know, just just no normal guy. To be fair, I don't think I don't think there's anything remarkable. Um, like D said, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so um, became you know serious about my faith maybe a, almost a year and a half ago. So yeah, that's 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 me. That's me. Perfect. Thank you, Chica. Um, hey guys, um, my name is Pieka Debia, um, but like most call me um, Pieka. And on socials, you never see that name funny enough. You see on Uber 5 because I don't really want people to track me, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to remain like anonymous. And how old am I? I'm 23. And something interesting about me, I was born in a car. I was born in a car in Nigeria. <laughs> and I have seven brothers. People don't believe that, but I have seven brothers. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I studied chemical engineering at uni. It, it was a horrible course. I did like four years and I hated each and every year, but here I am still alive. So yeah, th- I think that's good enough, isn't it? Perfect. John? Hello, John. Are you there? All right, cool. Let's go with Ephraim. My name, my name is John. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm the I'm the most troublesome person on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Please, please, let's not let's not start with the drama just yet. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, Ephraim, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm so finished. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my name is Ephraim. Um, 25. Uh, graduate from law. Uh, from Hertfordshire, um, work in finance now, and yeah, um, I guess I use my social media 
uh, along with John, just to put out the good gospel. Yeah. Cool. What happened to John? Is he still there? No? Hey, Jonathan. All right, I'm probably going to edit this little part. Um, no, what? Okay, I'm going to edit this out, but like, what actually happened to John? <laughs> Hello. You want to go? You want to go tweet at someone? I bet. <laughs> All right, John. Can you just introduce yourself really quickly? Yeah. So my name is John. Um, I run a fellowship called the Grace Platform on Thursday evenings. Um, I guess the link will be somewhere. You'll be able to see that or click on that when you're listening to this. Um, yeah, I kind of um, had a major shift in my theology in summer of 2019 um from more of like an evangelical fundamentalist understanding of god to i guess what's kind of called the gospel of grace um and kind of we've been bringing people into that understanding ever since so yeah cool perfect Alrighty. So a little game that I want to do with all my guests as well, just to make sure that everyone is comfortable. So if you guys can unmute yourselves, we're going to play a hot seat game. So basically just to kind of just a little bit of fun, what I'm going to do is I have like a topic. It might be like, um, name, name a food that starts with the letter, with the word letter B and you have 10 seconds and, um, whoever gets the most within their 10 seconds, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see your prize when you see it. So let's start off with, I have a few options. All right, cool. So Chica was first. Okay, cool. Chica, are you ready? No, I'm not, but let's go. Okay, cool. I'm actually going to put my timer on and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count as you go along. All right, so Chica, your hot seat topic was name as many Bible characters as you can in 10 seconds. All right, are you ready? Go. Judas, Jesus. Jeremiah, Joseph, uh, Zephaniah, um, Paul, Matthew, Timothy, Agabus. Yeah, that was 10 seconds. Peter. You got eight. I said Agabus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ben, you know you can unmute yourself and speak, yeah? Not the no, my man started, man started with Judas. What the heck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, you got eight. Okay. So yeah, guys, I actually have a prize for whoever does get the most as well, by the way. All right, cool. So we'll go Ephraim next. So Ephraim, yours is non-biblical. Um, actually, Chica's was the only one that was biblical. Ephraim, in 10 seconds, you need to name as many fruits as you can that start with the letter C. All right? As many? Foods. Foods. Yeah. Okay. All right, you ready? Go. Um, oh my days, my mind's gone blank. Um, cake, cabbage, uh, uh, Cajun rice. Okay, you got three. Caesar salad. Yeah, that was three. Good job, though. Um, looks like chicken's in this part. All right, Ben, are you ready? Damn it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. All right, so yours is name as many African countries as you can in 10 seconds. Your timer starts now. Ghana, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Congo, Niger, South Africa, Zambia, Tanzania, Egypt, Morocco. That was 10. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened after, after Morocco, fam? Yeah, fam, I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> but these these uh, African 
<laughs> these pro blacks are gonna kill me for this one. <laughs> um, That's definitely easiest question so far. So I feel like John's is gonna be actually quite hard now that I think John's is harder than Chica's. Um, all right, so John, in ten seconds, you need to name as many feet. Oh, let me not say females. As many women's names that start with the letter A. A. Abigail. All right, cool. Go. Jesus Christ. Abigail. Um, yeah, forget. It. I've got like one on this one. Wow. Anna. Abigail. Yeah, one. Anna, Angel, Angela. That's, that's so poor, bro. That was too Annie, bad. Annie, Angela. It's all right. Agatha. Ew, I can't believe wow. Ben won. I have to give Ben a prize. Um, ben. Yeah, if you basically got three, so you're not, you're not much better than me. <laughs> no, I just added some more. I just added more onto yours. <laughs> well, I got more than you, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, what does second place get? So the prize is the gift of salvation. Well done, Ben. Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you mad? That's a save, saved by what's the, I don't Whoa. know. You said it works. What's this? By hot seat. There you go. Saved by hot seat, bro. Congratulations. That's actually going to be the title of this podcast: Saved by Hot Seat. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know D was the author and finisher of my faith, but you know, here, here we here we are today. You know, good one. Good well, when one. God, God isn't within <laughs> me, I am God, basically. So it's fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Fam, you Make sure you put that in the uh, in the podcast like pr- uh, promo, so they hear that <laughs> loud and clear. Um, no, okay, cool. So you guys, can, I hope you can all unmute yourselves this part. So this is just more. Um, so basically, again, just to kind of, I was about to say, reset the room. This is not Clubhouse. To reiterate the topic, it is everything social media. Um, so to give you guys some context, I met all of these guys through Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is an audio only app, but I'm not about to do promo for them. Um, I met John and, oh yeah, I met, I think I met John first out of all of you guys on, um, Clubhouse. He was in a room talking about inerrancy and I wasn't really sure what that was. So John and another Swirly member sent me some information. Um, Ben and Chica also hosted a room talking about the grace gospel, and I actually don't know how I met Ephraim. I think it was also in a clubhouse room, but I don't think it was a biblical um, or a Christian-related. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> so, cool. Um, so, let's kind of, like, start with the basics. Like, what are your platforms and, like, what do you use your social media for? And that can go to anyone. John, what do you use your social media for? Uh, I spend most of my time on it making jokes. Okay, so my Twitter—they're totally different. So my Twitter, um, I spent most of my time—I <clears throat> spent most of my time retweeting funny tweets and laughing at stuff, and then occasionally I'll tweet something theological, which will usually get me into some sort of debate with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, that's kind of Twitter. Twitter is where all my theology is. That's where people kind of know me. Uh, theologically from causing havoc Instagram's totally different my Instagram page is like all music because uh, I play drums so my page is full of that and I don't really post much on my story I'm not really active on Instagram in terms of posting Clubhouse I mean I mean how many rooms have we done this year? Uh, like two, three? Uh, I feel like we've done it might even be four you know might even be four. Me? 
Yeah, because we did Keith one. Keith Dow's one. Phil. What yeah. else? Oh, there was one we did. Um, oh, wait, no. This, is that someone asking us to do one? Um, I feel like you, you, guys, you, guys, you guys done one on hell after the... Uh, that was last year, bro. I feel, I feel like, that was, I feel like this was, that, that was this year. That was no, this that was year. end of last year. It was definitely January. No. The hell one. The hell one was, was, year, oh, I was I was at home for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I was at home. It was Christmas. It was like, it was like, uh, it was either Christmas Eve or Boxing Day, something like that. Okay, yeah. Cool. So tell, us about, next, anyway. tell us about John. Well, this is more related to John and Ephraim. Like, what is Swirly? Like, who is Swirly? What do people think of when they think of Swirly? Like, what is Swirly? Explain it. How did it come about? Heresy. <laughs> Brand. Yeah, so how Swirly came about was basically um, one of our guys, Jerome, um, he watched a soaking video. So for those who don't know, soaking music is like, that kind of relaxation music that Christians love um, playing. And there was a particular YouTube video that had a soaking track that was called a swirly track. And so he came to the fellowship platform on Thursdays and anything I kind of said that he enjoyed, he started using that as an adjective. Oh, that's swirly. Um, and kind of swirly meant like, Oh, that's something that would get you drunk. So obviously new covenant, new wine, getting drunk, right? That's kind of the link. And then it just kind of stuck. It was we any so then what would happen is on Twitter, anything that we kind of saw that we liked, we would say, Oh, that's swirly. We would hash uh, we would quote tweet with like wine glasses. And then I, I actually don't know how it became swirly gang, but I think people saw us with saying swirly all the time. And then it just became, oh, that's John and the Swirly gang. Oh, that's the Swirly gang. And then um, we kind of just took it and ran with it. Yeah, here we are. So in terms of what mm-hmm. Whirly believe, um, it's all kind of finished work of Christ, um, gospel of grace stuff foundationally. And then it kind of grew over time to also include um, understanding the nature of God, you know, God not being violent, um, scripture not being inerrant, um, and then for like some people, it's just like if you believe anything like crazy, what what seems to be crazy out there, you're probably swirly, which is not true. We have like <laughs> our limits. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank, you true. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying it's not true because people believe that you know we're swirly, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why Ben runs from a title so much. You're basically one of us, man. No, nobody listen to this guy. <laughs> ben, ben is not swirly. <laughs> what's, uh, cool, what's the difference between us? Apart from what we uh, believe about hell, what's the difference? The difference, between us, the, dif- the difference between us is the wine glass. You see, when you have that wine glass on Twitter, you are immediately a, a threat to everybody else. It's like, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that wine glass. See how you couldn't actually say eschatology there were any differences. Oh, no, obviously, obviously eschatology. See that, uh, I, want, I, want, I want people to, that are listening to make sure that they <laughs> eschatology Eschatology is different. Um, Apart from that. But that I, I'll probably say that. that? Silence, it. struggling. Sigh, sigh. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. So that's basically swelly. So then eschatology means end times, by the way, for people listening. Oh yes. End times theology. Yeah, end times. I don't have an end times uh, theology, but I have one that I. You don't. <laughs> I have one that I lean towards, but I'm not going to say it because I'm I'm not co- I'm not comp- confident enough to handle backlash just yet. Um, <laughs> cool. So, what about the choppers? How did choppers come about? If there was a thing, so, uh, that means anyway. Carry on. Um. So interesting we, name. <laughs> um. We have a friend. Um. Me and Chica have a mutual friend, um, Bills, who obviously when we actually, you know what, I was probably I was I think I was the first one to kind of make the mental shift, um, in terms of theology. Um, I remember, like, I really had to humble myself because me and me and John and Ephraim you used to argue like I always used to be on the, you know, you guys are heretic side and you know you guys are <laughs> rubbish side. Um, so I was you know very much all forgiven. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, amen. <laughs> um. And then, obviously, I, I, I remember I had to humble myself because no one else was helping me in it. So I had to message John and say, John, like, I'm, I'm making this shift to, towards grace, understanding grace. Could you help me? Which then, obviously, John sent me a book. Um, I read the book and then I said, oh, my God, like, this is, this is actually crazy. So I went back to the, the GC and I explained it to them. Um, so that's how we began to make the shift. In regard to how um, Choppers actually came about, it's literally just, when you're, when you want to eat scripture, you know, eat scripture, just like, you know, eat, um, but just when you're reading the Bible, you're, it's like you're eating the word, essentially. So the word eating in obviously slang or in Africa is chopping, you're chopping food. So then we became, well, Bills decided to call us choppers. <laughs> so we, we always chop scripture. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how the name came about. Um, yeah, Wait, so we, you we would admit that your name is your group's name is Choppers. We don't, we don't publicly go by the name of Choppers, it's just the group chat name because we need a group chat name. Um, I don't know why you've decided to bring it publicly, D, <laughs> but you know, I forgive you. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, we, we don't go by that title, we're just, we're just Christians in it on, on Twitter. <laughs> Nah, fair enough. Wait, so you mentioned that, um, you know, you used to call John and Ephraim and probably anyone that's in Swirly. I don't actually know who, how many people are in Swirly. Um, you just said that you, ha- you used to call them heretics and things like that. Have you guys had conflicts in the past between the four of you? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I, I even had conflict with Chica. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we did. <laughs> We, I feel like we've all had conflict with each other, but um, in terms of, I'm going to stop speaking. I'm going to let Chica speak after, but in terms of John and Ephraim, my personal one was, um, I think towards the end of <laughs> yeah. 20, the end of 2019, like um, one of my friends FaceTimed me and was like, oh, I'll join this FaceTime with these lot. They're, they're just talking nonsense. So I joined it. And obviously they were telling us, you know, you've been forgiven. You don't have to ask for forgiveness and all of these things. And at that time I was thinking these lot are talking absolute nonsense. Um, going to uh, the that's when uh i don't know if um Ephraim, you remember dodi was there and um and a couple of oh yeah, yeah i remember are that. We yeah. <laughs> are we name dropping um they, you all know these people so it's, i don't i, I don't know unless you don't want names in it no it's fine it's fine i'm just playing uh, yeah <laughs> um dodi was there and, and a couple of other guys i don't really remember the rest but um i was arguing with john and Ephraim mainly and that's when i obviously knew who Ephraim and john were and i think i followed Ephraim after that and 
obviously he used to post stuff and I think we got into like a little bit of um, discussions here and there on Instagram. So I mainly used to interact with Ephraim from um, Australia. I didn't really speak to John um, until... John's a scary one, apparently. Yeah, John, John's the one that you don't want to talk to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's me and it. I don't know about Chica. Yeah, for, for me, I think I think the first time I had an interaction with Ben, it was that he posted something. And then I think someone sent it to me and the kind of guy I am, I just... Like when I'm bored, I look for arguments, you know what I'm saying? And I love the arguments to be long and drawn out just so I can pass time. So um, Ben made the tweet and I was like, oh, let me, let me go and like kind of ruffle him a bit. Um, so guy, uh, like he made... <laughs> <laughs> so it, in, the, in the thread, he actually made a lot of good points, but I was like, I'm obviously not going to concede because it's a big, big public platform. I am not going to be the one to run away. So I think we just carried on going and it never really ended. I think, I think, I think Benji just left and I was like, oh, that made me feel good. That must be right. You know how that goes. Um, so I think that was the first interaction I had with Ben. And then with, with John, I think, I think there was a time he posted something about universalism and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. Let me go and like kind of kind of like reply to him. I mean, not really. Do you, do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I, think you, I, think you leave, I think you should leave the explanation to John or um, Ephraim. Yeah, now I'll, I'll leave this it to them. Now. <laughs> this is dark and dangerous. But yeah, I interacted with John. And the thing is, what, one thing about me is that when people have discussions on social media, I don't think it's deep enough to actually like, like fall out of people. So after I had the, the interaction with John, I was like, oh, let me follow him in case he tweets something else that I disagree with. So I can obviously pass time, you know. So I think that was uh, another interaction I had with John. So yeah, that's me. Cool, cool, cool. So it seems like Swirly have a lot of people that have interactions with them. Um, Ephraim and John, what are some topics on the TL that have caused you guys some like, some wahala that has caused you guys some strife in terms of like your beliefs? Because I think that's what a lot of people are interested in. Like, obviously you mentioned before you have like the finished works, but that's pretty like broad and vague. But like in terms of like specific things, like, you know, Chica just mentioned universalism. Do you guys want to explain what that is? Oh boy, I was going to start with the basics, but. Yeah, I don't mind speaking about either. Um, yeah, so we got into a lot of um, discussions with people just about basic stuff. Um, well, I say basic stuff like, um, can you lose your salvation? Um, like, do we pray for blessings? Like, what is fasting? Like, what is the point of fasting? Do, um, do we kill our flesh every day? Um, do we seek God? Um, things like that. And then obviously, um, as time grew on, um, we thought, okay, yeah, let's start talking about universalism on the TI. It was, it was something that we were actually, um, like we believed it for a while, but we were like, how are we breaking this to people? Because this is going to be nuts. So yeah, but universalism, as I would simply define it, is just the belief that God's mercy and love never ends. <laughs> so if God's mercy and love never ends, why has that caused you guys a lot of backlash? Because what that leads to is the conclusion that all will eventually be saved. And so what what do people usually say? Why is that wrong? Uh, (laughs) It depends on their theology. So there are three main views of hell. Um, There's the normal, you know, eternal conscious torment model where God burns people forever and ever. 
with no end because you know that makes sense and then there's um the other less popular but kind of growing because some teachers like able to mean to preach it um annihilationist model where glory either, <laughs> either um people basically never wake like when people die the unbelievers just never wake up again or they go to this hell thing but it's like uh temporary so like they um they just cease to exist like the hell they burn up and whatever and then there's our model um patristic universalism where in the end everybody's reconciled um and so there's like a lot of F didn't mention well to give a little bit of context, two years ago, no one believed the stuff that we were talking about. So it's very, very common now for you to tweet something, finish work, but oh yeah, you know, even blessed very spiritual, blessed in heavenly places, um, <laughs> seated in heavenly places in Christ. Or like people wouldn't argue with you. But even if you would say stuff about maybe confession and repentance, you wouldn't really get too many people arguing with you now. But 2019, oh my God, just that. That we don't need to confess our sins was back like warfare um the fact that we didn't need to die daily warfare um and so over like the last couple year and a half or so because loads of people have started to believe this stuff there's not so much backlash on those kind of topics well like the backlash then started to come was from the zoom debates when we really started speaking about the nature of god um and that influenced the inerrancy of scripture so the nature of god we basically said that god isn't violent obviously if you read the bible god is very violent loads of times and we basically said that's not god god doesn't do that um and obviously that then means that we don't see the bible as this inerrant book with no errors and everything it says about god is completely true and correct um and that's a really really big problem for loads of christians so we used to get a lot of backlash over those we still get them now um but again not as much because a lot more people have come to understand it um, and then, you know, I, I don't even know how the hell thing happened. It was because people were, do you know what it was? I really, really hate this. And this happens all the time on Twitter. People don't re- represent views they disagree with accurately. Still so I remember, goodness. yeah, I remember someone tweeted about universe and they were like, oh, universes believe that, uh, all roads lead to heaven. Um, everybody's saved no matter what they believe. And I was like, if you're going to attack a doctrine at least get it right like that's not what they believe and so then people start kind of asking well is that what you guys believe because you know the way you're defending it and i just wouldn't answer i'd be like i just don't believe it i just say to people i don't believe in eternal torment and leave it there um and then it was actually funny it was when we came to the gospel brunch um we got that question from everybody and we answered just like yep <laughs> and we were kind of surprised at each other that we actually said it so openly. We're like, yeah, we're well, universals, yeah, for sure. Um, and then kind of since then, we just kind of we started speaking about it more on the TR. Um, what also happened was we really, really came to despise the eternal torment model that we'd grown up in. Um, and so we wouldn't just tweet about what we believe. We'd also tweet about why we don't believe this or why you basically shouldn't believe in this model. Um and that obviously triggers a lot of people because that's all they've been taught. Um, so, yeah, in terms of areas of controversy, it kind of changed over time. Now it's more challenging stuff on the inerrancy of scripture, the nature of God, um, hell, justification of violence. Those are like the main areas. But before it used to be anything like, you know, dying daily, 
uh, flesh being dead, dead to sin. Do we still have to sin every day? So yeah, the topics have kind of changed. So you got, you mentioned that um, you guys were kind of the first ones to talk about things. So how did you guys handle the backlash that you did get even over the basic things? Like how did that feel? Well, actually we weren't the first. So there were people don't know, most people don't know this because everybody on the TLS and Christian Twitter now has like been here for like a year. Three, it's coming up to four years ago now. Yeah, four years ago, there were a group of guys in Ghana called um, KF, Kingdom Family. And they, everything that we were saying, almost, everything that we were saying, they were saying then. Um, same backlash. And I used to be like, Ben was with me, I was with them. So I used to argue with them. We all used to argue with them on Twitter. Um, and so it was quite ironic when I then became kind of, so they had a leader called Alec and it was kind of ironic because Alec basically, he's no longer, he doesn't believe anymore. Um, he's gone into like some other stuff that he believes. And I basically became, I guess, the new Alec and Swaggy became the new KF sort of thing. Um, and it was really, really funny and ironic to see. Um, so we weren't the first. So I kind of already knew what, because I'd been the person that was arguing and I remembered KF and how they responded and stuff. I'd already seen um, that side of things. Um, in, re- in regards to how it feels, it doesn't like, I don't really care. You know, I'm not, oh, F can obviously answer as well for himself, but like, I'm not, um, I'm not really too fussed about what people say about me um, on socials anyway. Well, and even in general, but on socials, yeah, like you don't know me. So, okay, whatever you said, cool. Um, but what annoys me is when people speak so ignorantly, like I mentioned kind of with the thread that people did about universalism and it just, they were just not talking about universes. They were just making stuff up. I don't like when people do that. Um, we get called like all sorts of, you know, heretics, just all these get brandished with all these names. Um, but I always find it super ironic because most people don't know what they're talking about. Which is another reason why I don't care what people say. Because <laughs> like, if you, I've noticed that the people that actually have done some serious study will be a lot less likely to start calling names or just to brand our theology as off or heretical or whatever. They'll be like, you know what? This is something that's been consistent in the church. The church has believed this. I'm not going to give that title to it. But people that like got saved yesterday and or their pastors, or their like their theology is just what their pastors taught them on Sundays. They're very, very quick to give us those kind of titles. So that actually was one. I kind of, of noticed that over the last year and a bit. So yeah, that was actually one of my questions. Yeah, do you, on. Do you think that there's a rise of? Because I think I can take a little bit of accountability on this. Although before Christ, I did already have like a little bit of a uh, I wouldn't say a following, but I had social media. Um, do you think there's an issue of like, and I did see this on the TR recently, do you think there's an issue of um, people getting saved and then within seconds they're rebranded as like a Christian influencer? And obviously, like you said, they may not actually have information on what they're talking about. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think I, I think if, if we're being honest, there's a lot of people that are like that even right now. And um, I wouldn't exactly say it's not, it's, it's, their fault but at the same time I feel like they feel like okay yeah I've rebranded and so I want to take people on this journey that I'm on as well I guess maybe the only issue that arises then is when 
um, they start teaching stuff and it's like, well, if you don't know that much, then you're not going to really say um, the right things or some people like, um, like say John, for example, have like obviously like changed um, what they believe in stuff and then they started putting stuff on the TL, et cetera. But um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing that's still happening now. Um, and yeah. Mm. And going back to the original question, how did the, how does the backlash make you feel, Ephraim? Um, yeah, I'm kind of similar to John. Like it's, 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 it kind of is what it is. I think um, because we had a lot of back and forths and conversations amongst ourselves, um, I kind of knew like all of the kind of responses that we get from people. Mm. Pardon me. And um, yeah, so it's not like we see something and like it super surprises us. It's like, okay, well, yeah, this person just needs explaining, needs explaining or this person hasn't studied it. I need this to to know. Um, so yeah, it's. I, I think, yeah, social media is just uh, an attempt to try and um, recreate like actual social interactions. So, because it's not real in that sense, it's not really. I don't think it should be taken um, like to heart so much. So yeah, that's my approach. Nah, fair enough. And also with Ben and Chica, I have. You guys can will probably say no. I haven't been in any. Um, backlash, but I have seen a few things, especially Chica, um, recently, actually. Wait, last month, maybe? Um, how do you guys have handle when people have opposing views or just come at you unwarranted, especially publicly as well? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, can, I can go first. Um, for me, I think is, I think is realising the, how do I put it, is realising what people are. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone or most people try and be that superhero you know what i'm saying they come with that superhero complex of oh i want to be the one to put this person in their place you know what i'm saying or i want to be the one to quote unquote correct someone so like whenever someone comes at me and like tries to give a sort of reaction i remember cool this person is probably trying to be a superhero for for i like for a particular church you know what I'm saying? They want to be the one to go back to their church and be like, oh, I was the one that saved these um, wandering sheep. And it's realizing that you've done nothing wrong. You know, like, like John and Ephraim said, is that a lot of people don't really know what they, like, they don't really know what they believe. So they just kind of run along with what all, all the other people say, what their pastors are saying. And they're now trying to repeat everything they've heard to you. So I think it's realizing that is is having, um, I don't know, having, pity not pity i don't know if it is the right word but just realizing <laughs> that at one point we were where they were you know mm. what i'm saying obviously maybe not dishing out the same thing to people but just like realizing that the weakness of men so that's what i say cool what about you ben um so i think obviously i think um swirly got the uh the main bulk of backlash like john was saying like um the message become more accepted now with the foundational Wait, message. Now, ask a quick question. You said yeah. um, choppers don't believe in universalism. Is that correct? Is that uh, what you said earlier? Yeah, well I, well, I don't believe in universalism. I can't speak for the rest of the group. I don't know. Mm. But Jimmy uh, and Chica don't believe in universalism, though. Mm. Okay, cool. I'll come back to that, but continue what you were saying. Yeah. L O L, please. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, like like John said, like um, the Twitter space has become more accepting of the foundational, you know, um, 
aspects of the gospel, which is, you know, eternal forgiveness, union with God, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit will remain, all of that. And I feel like there's there's a shift happening towards in regard to the nature of God. Um, like John is saying, in regard to the fact that, you know, people see that God is love and, you know, he doesn't punish you for doing wrong and he doesn't, you know, break your head or whatever, stuff like that. So that's, I feel like that shift is happening now. Um, but I feel like for us as a group, I'm going to, I'm just going to use the, for us as a group, so, you know, sorry, choppers, sorry, whatever. <laughs> for us as a group, I feel like we, um, the way I see it is like, Swirly took the main backlash and, well, for me personally, I look at, you know, where Swirly went wrong <laughs> and the reasons as to why the backlash was so heavy and just learn from that. Um, so I think that's why we don't, we didn't get as much backlash also on top of the fact that you know the message has been transitioning but like i feel like um for me i've received a lot of backlash mainly it goes in the dms though i get a lot of backlash in the dms a couple of people come under my tweets and you know they give you the whole your are sending people to hell demonic doctrine uh you know uh you know false teacher you know all, all of these name callings whatever and at first it did affect me um it was just it was just became annoying because I was just thinking like you guys don't even know that you, you guys don't even know your Bible. Like that's how I used to think. You guys don't even read your Bible. Like, you haven't even you don't know anything. You haven't actually studied it. You're just literally listening to what your pastor said. And that's how I used to I used to get so annoyed. So I'll take breaks off of Twitter regularly and then I'll get annoyed when someone sent me a tweet about, you know, someone a legalist like tweeting rubbish. I'll come back on Twitter, then I'll I'll comment under that person's tweet, you know, correcting the. the, the, the. So I had that moment back. I had that like life back and forth until I realized that like, what Chica said, like a lot of these people are where we used to be. Like I used to argue with John the same way people are arguing with me. So it's about recognizing that, and then realizing that you know, at the end of the day, it's not it's not about how I feel and it's not about how you know they feel. It's about you know the message itself. And as long as I continue to preach the message and sow seeds. You know, what does the Bible say? It says Apollos waters. Uh, no, Paul, I plant Apollos waters, but God gives growth. So you just have to trust that God will, you know, continue to convict them of righteousness and bring them to a place where they understand his nature and understand, you know, the foundational truth of the gospel. But one thing that really irritates me, like John said, is um, is a lot, like the people that really talk a lot don't actually read their Bibles or they don't actually take time to study and you realize it from the conversations that you have with them. And it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's the most irritating thing. And it's like, uh, it's, uh, I just have one person's my, my name, but let me, let me, God forgive me. But <laughs> if you've forgiven me, amen. Um, <laughs> How's he even saying that when he knows what he knows? <laughs> Hello, he's forgiving me, but um, <laughs> yeah, like um, it's it's very irritating, and all you can do is like it's literally the it's the love of God in us that keeps us patient and you know keeps us being graceful and and continuing to to labor and teach for to them. But yeah, I hope that answers your question. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna, D, I was gonna say as well. Can can you hear me? Yeah, I was gonna say as well. Like, it's realizing that it's not personal, like. I know it can become personal sometimes, but realizing that the initial interaction is not personal, it's not you versus them. Like realizing that it's you versus what they've been learning for the past, I don't know, 15 years of their life. 
you know so it's always good to approach it and 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 understand where they're coming from before you jump to your own gun and start shooting at them because if you shoot at them too much they won't even know what they're talking about anymore you know definitely Mm, Ben, you actually made a really interesting statement because obviously, like we've all seen and like everyone has mentioned, Swirly receives the bulk of it. And you mentioned that you learnt from their mistakes. What do you feel like the boys did wrong that you've been able to do better? Hello, you know, it's, uh, um, and I know, I don't know, I don't know if they'll agree with me in it, but F- that Swirly are, uh, well, main Swirlies anyway, they're clickbait. <laughs> like they they love the short uh the short drops of the theological things that it will just give you one one line and then everyone will just uproar so i think even like their swelly take um <laughs> swelly take titles like uh, their thing or is it and um, we don't seek god i i, I think when i put, <laughs> when i think when twitter saw that title one day they they saw the trailer uh the whole of twitter christian twitter erupted they were just thinking that like, these people are crazy <laughs> and obviously when you actually go in and you actually listen to what they're saying it makes sense and it, it, it is gospel at the end of the day um but um what i realize is that you know um that that short line the short liners they don't they cause more problems than good for me personally from my experience so i try to do you know the whole lengthy threads that's what i'm known for in the threads i i give you the whole lengthy threads i, I would like like a 2015 bit thread you know i'll post like two minute videos i'll try to give you lengthy explanations as to why i believe what i believe and then even the dms like i will take a very long time you know explaining it and i'll make sure i do phone calls as well like if you if if the text isn't working then we'll talk on the phone so i just take more time i feel like personally i just take more time with my explanations um but yeah i don't don't know about i don't know if i don't know if i agree on it but yeah Um, no we've been doing friends fam i remember <laughs> so, in fact, yeah, I'm surprised okay, you no. haven't seen any of them. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. If it wasn't for our clickbait towel, would you be here right now? No, nah, definitely not. That's why I said, like, um, <laughs> therefore, definitely not. Um, because the thing is, with the clickbait, I feel like there's two types of people. Um, there's there's those who just talk for talking sake, so they'll call you a heretic and all of that for just what they've seen and there's those that will actually have conversations and actually want to learn the opposing view i believe those who want to learn the opposing view are smarter than those who just talk for talking sake um and they actually have a belief in their in what they understand and not just what they've taken from their pastor or taken from their sermon or whatever so for me i wanted to know what they were talking about i remember i sent what was it the anointing the anointing one that you did because that's what changed my mind the anointing one that you did um i sent it to the choppers gc in it and all of them are like, hey, don't send it here. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, don't send it here. You know we don't. Hello, And they were just all like that. Then I watched it and then I messaged Tim. Tim talks privately. I messaged Wavy Tim. Tim talks privately. And I said, bro, Sneaky these lot, uh, these lot, um, these lot have, you know, taken someone off crutches. They've, you know, lifted someone off a wheelchair. They've done this, they've done that. Bro, you know, there's something we're missing. So then Tim went and watched it as well. Then we, me and Tim on the side, away from the choppers, began to understand. So if it wasn't for clickbait, yeah, but it all, it, if people don't go and watch it, they will just go on surface level. So I think that's the problem, isn't it? You get two types of people. Mm. Yeah, no, so we, I was going to say, yeah, we're very versatile. Like we've been doing, I've been doing threads even before I came into the message fully in 2019. I was doing threads from 2018. I used to have my pin tweet used to be this healing thread. This healing thread was so long. It had four sections as in the major thread was 
four tweets. No, okay, so basically the 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 tweet was that there were four, I think, kind of like four ways of receiving healing, or God has basically made healing available in four ways to the world. And I did each of the four ways as an individual thread, and each of the four ways was like I don't know, maybe like a ten, at least ten, fifteen long thread with scriptures. So all in all, it was like a sixty long, sixty tweet long thread, right? That used to be my pinned tweet. So I loads of people that connected with me because of that thread originally. Um, but we used to do threads on righteousness all the time. Um, so yeah, like early days, we used to do loads of threads and phone calls. Because think about it, the way that we ended up speaking to you was on FaceTime, right? Just like a group FaceTime. We used to do that all the time, group calls with people. Um, so yeah, we did all that. But it's kind of, we just like dropping atomic bombs, man, because it, it reaches more people. And then oh. once you've reached those people, Obviously, you have the people that react a certain way and be like, oh, I don't want to hear this. All right, cool. That's you. But the people that want to hear more, those are the people that we then have the conversations with that get the lengthier explanation. Um, but if we say something mad, we will usually explain it somewhat, like even if it's like a couple of tweets underneath it. We'll just say any, like something mad and then leave it. So when we dropped the Sweaty Tech episode, we put enough in the trailer for it to be like, okay, I see what he means. And then they either have to choose to go and check out the rest of it, see what else we said, or they'll just be like, this is enough for me. I don't really, I don't want to know more. So it's not like we'll just say something completely mad and then run away. We'll say something completely mad. I say that with quotation marks. Say something completely mad, um, have a little bit of an explanation underneath it, and then you can kind of make your choice from there. Do you not feel like that could be potentially harmful, though? Because obviously, again, it's on the onus of the person to do their own research and actually listen to everything fully but let's be honest a lot of people don't really have the attention span to really dig deeper but if you put only out a little bit of information and then they run with it and they start saying whatever is that their fault or is that your guys fault do you have that do you feel you have that responsibility to make sure you explain from the jump we explain enough that's what i'm saying so anything i say i'll say enough of it for you to so if you're going to run away with what I've said, uh, chances are, if you haven't listened to it, you're going to straw man it. But that's on you because you didn't actually take in what I said. Um, in terms of it being more damaging or causing harm, it only people only say that when what we say disagrees with them. Mm. Um, so for example, if I did a thread on why you... So like, okay, I remember there's a particular guy um, that I've gone back and forth with for years now. Um, he's a he, he's a Calvinist, so yeah, go look up Calvinism. Um, so we disagree on like loads of stuff. But I remember when I did a couple threads on why we can't have soul ties, he was like, "You know, I usually disagree with John, but he's preaching today." So that stuff, when I'm saying stuff, he's not he. There's no ah, uh, and and in fact, if you, okay, if you want to talk about like me dropping a bomb. There was like a, it was like a video of loads of these like white kids shooting basketballs and missing. Like none of them were making shots. Um, and I basically took that and I tweeted something about soul ties. I think maybe, oh, I don't even remember what the soul ties tweet was. Let me see if I can find it. But anyway, the point is when it was something that he agreed with, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweeted when you try to break soul ties in prayer and everybody's missing their shots, right? And then I put underneath it, you can't break soul ties because they don't exist with a smiley face uh, emoji. And that was it. I left it there. And obviously, I've done a thread on soul ties before. 
So anybody that kind of responded like, what? I just sent them the link to the thread that I've done. This is what I'm saying, man. We do threads. So he was like loving it. And I was thinking, that's so funny. Because when you agree with my theology, it's not dangerous for me to just drop something like that and leave it there. But when you don't agree with it, all of a sudden, oh, no, yeah, no. How could you not do that? So that's why I don't really hear it from people about this whole danger thing. Um, it's only ever dangerous to people when they disagree with what we believe. When we, when we believe the same thing and I, I push it as heavy, they have no problem with it. Nah, I hear that. I hear that. But just really quickly, um, before I come back to what you've just said, um, Chicky, you wanted to say something before. What was it? Yeah, no, I was going to say something else that um, that people have told me that Swirly do a lot before I actually like knew what Swirly was. Is, um, and funny enough, I now receive backlash for that is quote tweeting. I didn't know people hated being quote tweeted. Like, <laughs> I did not know that. So there was a particular time um, where someone said that something about secret place is not about... Like, one, one thing I don't really like myself is that when someone says something that's meant to like a one-liner and it's and they act like it really shakes the room mm-hmm. and um so she must have posted that like um i forgot i forgot what it was something about it's not about uh going into the secret place it's about dwelling there and i was like hang on a minute um the secret places is, is christ like we're in him like we're hidden in christ you know what i'm saying and literally everyone's like oh gatekeeper of secret place um like people were just saying all sorts of things and i was like i was like wait did i say something wrong because i genuinely tweeted that just from a place of like just okay i'm being honest you know it wasn't out of oh let me let me make you seem less than you are let me insult it wasn't any of that then when i saw all the replies i was like people are really crazy aren't they so i I think quote tweeting is something that I've, i've learned that people really don't like um, especially Christian Twitter. So nowadays, I don't really do quote tweeting. I think I've retired from that because, yeah, it just causes a lot of conflict. Was that your first backlash? I mean, that was the first big one. Like, yeah, that was the first. But my first ever backlash, my DMs were so beautiful. All the girls that I wanted to DM from Christian Twitter, they came down and insulted me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hell oh, <laughs> like my first oh, <laughs> it was really early yeah, and done. not a lot of people know about that. it. Cause... <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was crazy. It was Ben, that's how me and Juliana started talking. Like she came in my DMs and she was like, Yeah, you probably shouldn't wait, say that. Wait, wait, like, wait, yeah, right. no name dropping, please. I don't want any name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Like that's not their name, it's a different name. Carry on. <laughs> oh sorry carry on D no that's fine what were you going to say do you know it is yeah because like I said like it goes back to people that don't actually like it sounds rude but they don't actually take time to actually study and hear what the person's saying because that quote tweet that Chica done it wasn't anything like it wasn't anything mad like he wasn't he wasn't rude in any way he wasn't saying anything wrong he literally just said like Christ is the secret place which is literally the truth. <laughs> like he is the place, and then like when you see backlash like that, you just have to t- you just have to leave it down to ignorance. And ignorance isn't even a, in, a, in a derogatory term. It just means that you don't like have the knowledge to understand like why you know why he said what he said. And if you actually took the time to understand why he said what he said, you would somewhat agree. Um, so personally, I still quote tweet people. I've, t- I've taken a break off Twitter now, but. So- I still quote tweet people. I was still correct on a quote tweet, especially because um, the way Twitter works, if you reply, it doesn't really go as far. But if you quote tweet, 
you then it comes on your um comes on your page so it helps those that follow you to see it just in case they ever read it and then they get confused did you, does that make sense so it, it kind of helps everyone essentially if you quote tweet especially if you're trying to correct it but um yeah i don't and 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 people say oh yeah dm me dm me but the the problem with dming is that if i dm you um to correct you you will never publicly go and maybe remove your tweet you leave it there but you've understood it in the dms and that's a lot that's a problem that a lot of people have like they 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 say they agree in the dms but openly they will never you know say they agree and they will never change their tweet or or say that they've made a mistake so i find that um is like what John said, when people have a problem with correction or have people have a problem with um, think it's been simply disagree with you. And um, when they agree with you, they're all for it and they're, they're screaming and shouting. But as soon as a, there's a disagreement, it's like, ah, leave me alone. You're a heretic. You're demonic. Da, 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 da. And yeah, but yeah. Mm. Also, there's something that... Um, no, sorry, go No, no, you go, you go. No, there's something that um, John said like a while back that's like uh, is something I really hold to where he was like the reason why we have those kind of discussions um, on Twitter is for the people that are, are not necessarily for that person that we're replying to but it's for all those other people our followers their followers that will be looking at that thread and learning because obviously a lot of people like we said don't do that extracurricular reading or, or, or reading at all so us doing those threads is actually helping people to learn and be like okay wait that person actually does make sense and like Ben said um, a lot of people when you do speak to them DMs or you have that phone call with them like they're not going to go back and be like and it's not like we're saying no yeah they have to that this is what they have to do but it's like they're not going to go back to that tweet more time and say oh yeah this is where I was wrong because like Chica was saying earlier they have to look like the hero on Twitter so um, I, 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 don't, I don't blame them but cool um, yeah that help, that's, that thing there is, is helping a lot has helped a lot of people and I think it's helped all of us as well in terms of like just pushing forward um, this whole finished work thing where a lot of people have learned from just even just reading on the TR, whereas they may find it long to, I don't know, go and read a book or whatever, but it's definitely enlightened a lot of people. Mm. No, I hear that. I actually do think that the threads personally have helped, definitely have helped me learn a lot, especially Chica's threads. I think he posts a thread every day, um, not necessarily quote tweet, but I wanted to go back onto how people take, read things and take, um, and just run with it. Um, ben, can you explain what happened when you put the wine glass in your name? <laughs> so um, I remember me and um, Wavy Tim, Tim Talks, uh, we had a uh, Zoom call with Swirly, like, you know, the main Swirly members, we had a Zoom call. Um, the choppers don't know this. Um, so yeah, <laughs> they'll find out now. But we had a Zoom call with them. And Wait, was, was that a secret? So you yeah, you they remember like Nicodemus. Yeah, Nicodemus. <laughs> <laughs> what does a man have to do to be born again? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had the Zoom call with um, with Swirly and it was literally just vibes. Like he was literally just discussing, you know, finished works and you know, just like spreading message in general and it was literally vibes in it we touched universalism here and there but you know me and tim just ended the conversation there <laughs> um but um so after that i said to them that you know what yeah to call a truce and to show everyone that we're blessed now i'm gonna put the wine glass in my name for 24 hours <laughs> um <laughs> so the time came i put it in my name and when i say um the amount of people that dm me was 
crazy. And the amount of people that was talking about me to other people that I knew was so mad. Um, I was like, yeah, as soon as as soon as they put wine glass, like my whole <laughs> my whole like I got certain different followers, I lost followers. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And then obviously I took it out of my name. And when I say like maybe like two months after that, there was still like people talking about the fact that I put the wine glass in my name and the fact that they don't know if they can, you know, trust me or talk to me because I put it in my, <laughs> in my name and they don't know if what I believe is sound enough and all of those things. Um, and so, yeah, I had to go through a phrase of like, um, you know, really making people know that, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm, like I'm not, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't lost my way, et cetera. But, um, at the same time as that, like I, I <laughs> like I do, I think I, I publicly, like I said, I said I publicly said thank you to Swirly because a lot of people don't give credit to Swirly for what they've done. Like a lot of a lot of people, even even though like maybe someone might hear it from us in it, um, they might hear the message from us and and like they be like, oh yeah, like this is so amazing, da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, like I heard it from John and Efren. Do you get what I mean? So it all goes back to Swirly. The fact that the whole of Christian Twitter, maybe they they go back to Alec. Do you get what I mean? Or whoever they go back to, but it's always a it's always that train. Um, but a lot of Christian Twitter, they um, even the ones that have come to work or finished work's message, they still despise Swirly, not knowing that if it wasn't for Swirly being so open on Twitter about what they believe, they probably wouldn't be there. And so yeah, to public shout out again, shout out Swirly. Um, even though you know universalism is you know whatever but yeah shout out to you man love you <laughs> Dora, we'll be waiting for you to make the u-turn again I was <laughs> if we go back to john's original question which i want to go into a little bit more detail how he said like besides the eschatology which like the end time theology like why wouldn't you want to be associated with swirly are you more scared of like your personal brand and how people perceive swirly because essentially you're there's nothing different between you and swirly yeah, yeah, hundred. Like I, I love, I love Swirly. Um, I love them a lot. Like, I always interact with them on the TL, except when they put a the wine glass on. I think it's just the wine glass has negative connotations on Christian Twitter. Um, just, just through like I don't even know, just through the way people view it. So I just try because I want the message to reach as far as possible. I just try to, you know, not put a wine glass on my thing. But like I think, um, who is it? Someone says the Champagne Gang. I'm Champagne Gang, in it. Um, I'm not Swirly Gang, I'm Champagne Gang. That's like the undercover um, people that, you know, <laughs> are cool with Swirly and we preach the same thing. Um, but yeah. What about you? So, Why wouldn't you want yeah. to be associated with Swirly? Yeah. <laughs> like for, for me, um, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with Swirly. I think one thing I've come to understand is that even if you have a different opinion to people, you still have to respect them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Apart from universalism, I wouldn't say there's a big difference. I think universalism and probably the approach that, I don't know, that we use and the approach that they use, both are equally effective. But I think it's just, it's just a different approach and a different method, really. And it's not so much that I don't want to be associated with them. It's just that, like, tags just make it long that people come and say, oh, what does this mean? And I probably won't even be able to explain what Soli is, you know. So I think it's, it's better if. I just stick to my own lane where I understand I'm just a believer and just keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? Mm, no, fair enough. Um, 
I was also going to mention just in regards to like, you know, people associating swirly and like all these negative things, because at the end of the day, like you guys saying, you're literally preaching the gospel from your truth. Um, what about, because you guys mentioned gospel brunch, which from my understanding is a popular, was or obviously we're in lockdown now, well, you guys are in lockdown now, was a Christian event. Was there any tension in person? What, what was the vibe? Like, was it? Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! If you was there on the day, <laughs> what happened? All right, so I love telling the story. This was this was ah. So we gospel brunch was no. You didn't have to register; you could just pull up. But we didn't tell anybody we were going. So of like the main swirly there's about I guess to be fair, yeah. Okay, so the only one that didn't go was Kufre. So four of us went. Um, the only one missing was Kufre. Um, so we didn't tell anybody I, I specifically told them random Don't tell anyone we're coming We're just going to pull up So We're walking into the park It's in Greenwich We walk to the park now And we get there And I, said, I remember saying to them I, said, I told them I said yeah It's going to be It's going to be very tense When we get there um, But we'll see what happens in it So we get there And literally As we're walking Like you can see everybody in there As everybody kind of clocks who we are It's almost like you can hear a pin drop <laughs> And you hear bare conversations around And you, we couldn't tell they were all talking about us And then there was a guy called Kodro there Who we've been, I've been going back and forth with for years On, on the TR um, And he was like, what is that swirly? Like loud la- Loud So if, if you didn't hear it then if you, if you hadn't clocked who we were then You definitely would have clocked after he screamed it out And then he came and said hi And then um, we said hi to one other guy that came and said hi to us but for the most part, no one was trying to chat to us. Like, everybody was really, really scared to come up to us. So we kind of, kind of like, surveyed the situation. And I was like, wow, this is... These people have been arguing with us on the TL and now scared to come and talk to us in person. I was like, this is how, this is, this is how Christians are, by the way. So I was like, I was like right, this is what everybody's on. So we went, we went, because there was no uh, food or drink or anything. So we went to get some drinks and then we came back. And then I was like, when we go back, we're going to go chat to everybody. So the next time we came back now, we went and had conversations with everybody. And I've always said this to people that in particular with us, because um, people, all people see is us tweeting and quote tweeting and saying this and that or whatever. They think we're a certain way. But if you ever are with us in real life, you'll see that we are literally never serious. We're always having a laugh always busting jokes like we're very very calm and easy to get along with so it's very very it's very difficult to actually dislike us and so before before gospel brunch there was a huge agenda on twitter where people were trying to be like no these swirly guys are proud these swirly guys are like they would attack our character that died after gospel brunch because everybody realized oh these are actually really nice people Mm. so There'll be, there'll, there's like there's one person I, I actually remember. Uh, I didn't speak to her on the day, but we we spoke later on, and she was like, "I could actually just tell that you guys are like realized people." And we didn't speak; she was just from watching us interact with other people. So that kind of agenda died after gospel brunch, um, and so because we went, we basically went to like every Christian event there was before they locked us down again. Um, and we went to all of them and we like actually spoke to the people that we've been arguing with. We actually like showed up and like, you know, tried to make peace. And basically people realized that the way that they'd been reading our tweets. So, and this is what was really interesting, right? 
So people would accuse us of like our tweets being violent and this and that, or you're just being arrogant. Da, 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 da. And then once they've met us, I would actually say to them, I'd say, go back and read the tweets that we had or the discussions that we had. Go read our tweets. Now that you know me, you've seen what I'm like, go and read those tweets and see if you read them in the same tone. And they never do, of course, because they've seen us now, so they know what we're like. So they would never take it the same way. Um, so we used to get a lot of that. Oh, it's your approach. It's just you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm like, no, if you know me, then you know how this comes. Like, you know what this is actually me doing as opposed to how you're going to take it. Um, and so that's actually one of the reasons why we did the sweaty take itself, because we realized that if people could actually have an insight into what we're like, then they would read our tweets differently. Um, and yeah, so so the Gospel Brunch event, what it did was it put us in front of all the people, most of like the young people that we'd been disagreeing with. They basically showed them that we're nothing like they think we are. Fair enough. Wait, did you meet Ben and Chica at that event? Yeah, that was the there. first time. No, that's the first time I met Ben, not Chico. Yeah, we met like Ben. Like ben? Oh, so say? by this point, by this point, they were in the message, so they were there doing the same work as us, just like on a sly. And I don't think many people knew that. Okay, no, no, he'd posted the wine glass, but yeah, like so. At this point, they yeah they believed the same thing as us, so it was very much a hey, kind of greeting as yeah. opposed. To- <laughs> yeah, we were blessed. Every, everyone was blessed with us, lot. Yeah, um, I think when people saw us interacting, like the way we were interacting as well, they were, they were kind of sad at it at the beginning as well. But um, we yeah we just keep it stepping. So yeah. Nah, that's that's fair enough. Well, at least um you were able to like be humble about it and actually like have those conversations um in person because obviously. Behind social media, people, um, not just even with you guys, just in general, people, there's that um, sense of like, you know, I'm behind the screen. I can kind of just say whatever. Um, Just to almost coming to an end, but what would you say to people that have a misconception about you in order to understand you, if that question makes sense? Like, is there like, like just one line that you would say to somebody that does that like kind of like, you know, they're like, oh, swelly this. Cause I actually saw a thread this morning um, and it was about you guys. I think you guys quote tweeted, I think Jerome responded to it and it was just like, swelly, they're doing this and how can you pick and choose what's the truth in the Bible, this and that. But like, not even just to them, but like, what would you say? And even Ben and Chico's, what would you say to people that are committed to understand, to misunderstanding you? Cause just from this conversation, obviously, I don't see any violence from any of you guys. John, I said this to you before, you're actually more soft-spoken than you come across on Twitter as well. Um, so what would you say to people just to like, that are committed to misunderstanding you? We're open to conversation. Like we always say our DMs are open. Um, and like Ben was mentioning earlier, that like a lot of our initial conversations with people were over FaceTime, over Zooms, like that's what we kind of prefer to do. And it's, it's, it's a reason why we started our, our podcast as well. So people would be actually be able to see our faces, see our natural expression and be like, okay, cool. Like these guys are genuine people. And yeah, um, like Chico was saying earlier, we're, we're, we're just normal people. Like if you want to speak to us, speak to us. And yeah, you'll find out more. What about you, John? Yeah, people that are committed to misunderstanding you, those those conversations will never go anywhere. Um, and so when we have them on the TL, but I I intentionally have and engage with those people, not, and this is kind of what everyone was referring to, not for them or to change their mind, 
But those people that are committed to misunderstanding us usually are people that have other people that kind of just blindly follow them and listen to them. And so I have the conversations with those people and engage with them and kind of show that like, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? So that the people that follow them have a thinking, but actually, no, wait, this doesn't make sense. So hold on. Why do we believe this? Why are we listening to this? So that that's kind of why we have those conversations. But with regards to people that are like committed to misunderstanding, it's, it's, it's dead end. <laughs> no room, no room for growth. No, 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 like if you don't want to, if you don't want to engage in com- like if you're not open, there's like there, I can't do anything. There's nothing, literally nothing we can do. Um, so I've learned that that if people that are committed to, so there's a couple people I'm not going to name names, they know who I'm talking about that are committed. No matter what we do, they are committed to misunderstanding. One guy did like a whole thread about why he why I don't affirm Swirly as Christian or something like that. Some weird, like people like that. There's nothing we can do to. Does it you know, you guys when like obviously like that when people say you're not Christian or you're a heretic, um, does that offend you guys? No, nah, it's usually just ignorance because it's like I believe in the Apostles' creeds. I believe, I believe what Christians need to believe. Basically. Modern day Christianity has added like a lot of stuff to the gospel. And so they tell you, you need to also believe this and also like, so for example, when it comes to scripture, you need to believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God. And it's like, well, what? I don't understand. Where does, where does the Bible say that, that we need to believe that to be a Christian? But like, if you question that, they're like, well, how can you even be a Christian? Well, you know, you need to believe this about hell. So well, you don't believe in, in this version of hell. Well, how can you be a Christian? So I'm sorry. Is that what this is? This whole thing is about? So when people call me a heretic for some stuff like that, I'm like, you clearly don't know what a Christian is. So if you did, you wouldn't be arguing with me. Um, and other people are like, oh, you know, you're controversial. You're, someone said it, I literally had a conversation with someone yesterday about it. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm controversial to someone that comes from a certain theological background. I was like, and this is the, I call it the hubris of evangelicalism. We think we are the be all and end all of Christianity in the West. And, you know, everybody that comes out of the Reformation thinks that they had it. Essentially, the church messed it up after Jesus for 1,500 years, and then Martin Luther came and got it right, and then we've been getting it right ever since, right? Um, and so it's like, okay, well, if we don't agree with you, then you must be off. You must be an error. You must be weird. And I'm like, I've been to, like, I went to one Orthodox guy's house, and we were speaking about doctrine. And everything I was saying, he was like, I don't understand. What's the, like, what's the issue? <laughs> this, is, this is what we believe. Like, this is normal. Why is everybody moving mad? And I was, and I just remember that, like, oh yeah, there's a, there's like a huge world to Christianity. It's so much bigger than Western modern evangelicalism. Um, so yeah, I don't really hear it from people when they say that. I'm like, yeah, you, you, people that have done their research, people that have done their study, will have the humility to be like, even though we disagree on this, 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 we understand that these are actually not primary issues, and therefore. I will not in good conscience say you don't, you're not a Christian or anything like that. No, that's fair. That's fair. What about you, Ben or Chica? Like, what would you say to anyone that, whether they associate you with Swirly, whether they just see you guys on the TL and they're just not, they're not not there for it. Like, how would you, what would you say to them? Anyone that's just committed to misunderstanding you? And also, um, I think a really good example is, I don't know if you guys will want me to talk about it. It wasn't a social media interaction, but if you can touch on a little bit about the interaction you guys had last week with the pastor. 
Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> ben, go, go for it. I I'm not even good for you, good for They get me started. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what, one thing I'd, I'd say to people that like are committed to misunderstanding us, like to start with, is that, like, remember that I was once who you were. You know, what I'm saying I, I wasn't. I wasn't born like this. I wasn't born like believing what I believed. I, I once believed like what you believed, and and I just made a conscious effort to actually hear other people out. So I was there, remember that I was once who you were and be humble, be teachable. Just, you don't have to agree with everything you hear on the spot, but just take it away and go and research into it. You might come back and feel like you still disagree, fair enough. But it's just that, just make the effort to go and read it up yourself and don't die on the hill of my pastor said. I call them my pastor said merchants because all they repeat to you is my pastor said. You know, um, and in terms of the interaction that <laughs> that we had with our pastor last week, um, the, the the problem with that interaction is that already the pastor came to correct us because we were seen as the as the people who had been corrupted by social media, um, by by what Twitter theology they call it. Um, so we had a debate of the of the pastor, and he he saw that his points didn't hold any weight. His points weren't making sense. He was just he was running around chasing his tail and. It, it didn't look good for him. So it ended up with me, Ben and Tim being, something was said about us that it's quite unfortunate, really. There's a timeline that, that we're running on right now. So <laughs> <laughs> we're running on a timeline and, and apparently we're going to fall away as Christians or sign along those lines. You want to explain so, the timeline? Yeah. I mean, Ben, it's, it's a prophecy, right? A prophecy was made. Um yeah, he made a, oh, he, made a, he made a he made yeah. a prophecy. He said that the Holy Spirit told him that um in three months' time that two of us will be tempted to leave the faith, one of us will leave the faith, um, one of us will return back to his doctrine, and he doesn't know what's gonna happen to the third one. Um and if that doesn't happen, then he's a false prophet. Oh now, God, cool. three months, yeah. Yeah, so I said to. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys are counting down. Yeah, have it in the <laughs> diary. <laughs> I I said to him, yeah, and this is where I knew that he like as uh, with the love of the Lord in me yeah, and all respect for his position as a pastor. But this is why I said to him, like, you don't even know what a false prophet is. The fact that you've called yourself that, and then he quoted Deuteronomy eighteen twenty two, and I said, that's not what a false prophet is. And I said, you need to go to First John four, and you need to go to Matthew seven twenty one to understand what a false prophet or false teacher is because that's the one that denies um the, the deity the humanity the 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 fact that jesus came and died for us that's the one that denies the blood of christ and then he then tried to backtrack and then i said and then but it was all long i said you've already said it we'll wait until three months time comes and we'll see what happens after that um but like and interactions like that are very um they're they're, they're so frustrating because like chica said he already came with the mindset that he wanted to correct us he and he didn't come with the mindset that, um, you know, let me hear what these people are saying um, and let's, let, let them hear what I'm saying so that we can reason together and find a place of truth. Because at the end of the day, if two people disagree, it's either one of us are wrong or both of us are wrong. <laughs> and if you don't come with that mindset, then it's like you're, you're really missing everything. And, and what was irritating, he was just like, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit told me that I'm correct. The Holy Spirit told me I'm correct. Um, the Holy Spirit told me that you're lying. The Holy that, that's the that's the vibe he was coming off in it. Um, so 
yeah, don't even get me started, man. Chica, carry on, man. You carry on. <laughs> yeah, and, and and to me, the, the way I see that is like, it's, it's not it's not very encouraging because as believers, in fact, when we were speaking, he said, I don't even want, he said, I don't want to explain what I even believe. I don't even want to explain what I came with. You know what I'm saying? So we're thinking like, you came to have a discussion with us and you're now saying you don't even want to say anything anymore. So like, I feel like there's a lot of like, people are really condescending when they're, speaking to us like thinking oh these guys are little children well we're young but it doesn't mean we're little children it doesn't mean we're ignorant so yeah that's that's all i say about that so we're counting down <laughs> excited but how does like such a big like such a big statement like that make you feel though like that's like all jokes aside that's a bit wild like how does that yeah just make you feel I, I felt sad. I felt sad, not for myself, but more for him, because this is clearly someone that has an influence over many people. So if you're saying that to us, who knows what you've said to other people in, in the dark? You know what I'm saying? Who knows what kind of condemnation you've passed to people that, who, like maybe their mental health suffers. So I felt not even bad for myself, because I didn't really care, but I felt more for other people that are under their covering, that are under their wing, you know, that, that they're mentoring. Like I felt more sad for them. It, it doesn't really affect me personally speaking because at the end of the day, he said the Holy Spirit told him and we said, well, the Holy Spirit told us that you're wrong. <laughs> so at the end of the day, both Holy Spirits cancelled themselves out. So where do we go from here? Hello. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what about you, Ben? How do you feel? Oh, sorry. Someone has something to say. Oh, no, I just, I just something. So <clears throat> there's a little, little like tricks and stuff that people do. That I don't like, and I don't, I, I don't let people get away with them anymore. So you know how Ben earlier said that they called him. What did they say? You've been swayed by Twitter doctrine, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody's always like, oh yeah, don't, don't listen to, don't get your doctrine from Twitter. But they want you to listen to their tweets, and they want you to agree with their tweets. What they mean is, don't agree with anything on Twitter that I don't agree with. Ooh. They would never warn. They would never warn you against their own tweets. It's everybody else that they disagree with that they warn against. I remember, I remember having a conversation with someone and the way they, they do this all the time, they move the goalposts was unreal. So he was like, oh, you know, don't just listen to YouTube preachers. But this guy listens to like John Piper and John MacArthur. And I said, but they don't know you. To you, they're just YouTube preachers. Like, well, okay, no, but what I mean is, you know, they haven't studied and gone to seminary. I said, yeah, okay, but the people I listen to that say the stuff I say, they've been to seminary too. He was like, well, you know, having a degree doesn't make you smart. I was thinking, why are you doing, like, he was shifting the goalpost constantly. And really what it was, was if you don't believe what I believe, you must be wrong. And so we could have all the same qualifications and all the same educational background and all this other stuff. But because you disagree with me, you have to be wrong. So when people brand, like they paint this brush on Twitter or, you know, don't just listen to anybody on Twitter. And it's not, to me, it's not genuine because you should be included in that, but they never include themselves. So if you're listening to that, when you read something like that, just know that that's really what's going on. Mm. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, Ben, did you just before, oh, because um, John had something to cut in a little bit, but how did that um, prophecy make you feel? Um, yeah, no, the prophecy, I didn't, like I actually said, I didn't care. Um, like I, it's not, it's not me that holds myself at the end of the day. It's Christ that's holding on to me. So if, <laughs> if, Christ, if Christ was to let go of me, then that makes Christ a liar, um, which he's not. So <laughs> um, like the prophecy didn't care, but what like Chica said, it was the fact that 
because even in that room, like there were there were people in that room that were basically saying, "Yeah, I believe the prophecy hundred percent." Like that prophecy is hundred percent going to come true. And I was thinking in my head, like instead of you guys to be somewhat praying or or like pray, even if even if you believe we're wrong, instead of you to somewhat praying that you know we come to um, repentance, you know we change our way of thinking and we 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 align with you. And instead of like encouraging you, are saying that we're going to leave the faith. And then I even said to him, like, um, like I said to him, are your prayers going to, you know, save us from, you know, falling away? Then he said, no, it's 100% going to happen. And I was thinking, these guys don't actually, they don't, if you don't agree with them, they don't care about you. Essentially, like, instead of, like, the will of the God is that all men shall be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Instead of that being your mindset, your mindset is simply, if you don't agree with me, you're going to hell. And it, to me, I was thinking, if that's... I don't care for me, but if that's the message or the, the vibe they are given to your members who include young people, um, they're about to go through a life of condemnation, guilt, shame, fear, and it's just scary and upset that that's the, that's the reality that people are going to go through. Um, so yeah, like that was, that was, it just upset me and, and I was annoyed after that. Um, but yeah. No, yeah, definitely. That's a very huge statement to make. But we're going to come to an end. I wanted to end on a more positive note as well. So a question that's completely unrelated because this um, episode is all things Christianity and social media. Um, on a really positive note, can you guys share, what's your favorite Bible verse? Like what's the most like a Bible verse that just makes you feel the love of God? Um, you guys just want to quickly share and then we'll close off this episode. Ephraim, you can go first. Feeling that you say my name for. <laughs> um, I was actually talking to John about this the other day. And like, I have so many that I really, really like. Um, to pick one, I think um, I'll say First John four seventeen. Um, just literally just reminds me of um, who I am and that um, my identity is Christ Himself. I guess that's the same reason I'd use for Galatians 2.20, but yeah, you just said one. But yeah, um, it's a verse I constantly quote all the time. Um, and it's an encouragement to, I think it's encouragement to anyone who realises its true meaning is that they are like Christ. Christ made them um, just like them, just like himself. And yeah, so that's a reason to um, live life full of love, full of full of joy, full of all these things that we already have rather than thinking that we are to work to attain them i love that thank you john yeah that would have been mine um so sorry <laughs> second Corinthians 5 19 was a verse that changed my life god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not counting people's sins against them um that particular bit was when like my whole view and perspective on god changed when i realized that the good news was actually that god isn't counting your sins against you um and wants to reconcile you to himself so yeah, I'd say that was probably, I guess, after First John four, that's my favorite verse. Oh, that just yeah, I've just had a look at that. I've never seen that verse before, so I'm gonna look into that a bit more. Thank you. What about you, Chica? Um, for me, I, I think um, it's no, I think um, it's Ephesians three eighteen, um, and it's just talking about the love of God, and you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is, and it, it kind of like brings you to your knees because you realize that that you're not 
you're not trying to, I don't know, you're not trying to to get more of the love of God. Like the love is 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 poured out for you, like it's there and it'll always be there. So I think that's the verse that makes me realize truly that God is love. Love it. And Ben. As I was thinking, uh, that two came to mind, and I don't know if I can pick out these two, so I'll just say it. First um, Corinthians fifteen ten, uh, which Paul says, by, "By the grace of God, I am what I am. I labored more abundantly, etc." That that's the verse, and essentially how I look at that verse is, is that the person of Paul, like the one who wrote a third of the New Testament, you know, he suffers persecution, he continued to love everyone, he continued to show the love of God, like all of that, he accredited he credited it to the fact that it's the grace of God that's working within him. So the same grace that, you know, people try to say, you know, we can't, you can't preach too much grace, you know, too much grace will cause you to sin, you know, too much, like Paul accredited everything that he was to grace. Um, so it just reminds me that, you know, we are saved by grace truly. Um, and the second one was Hebrews 6, 18, um, which basically, is, it basically says like, um, by a two immutable things, so by two unchangeable things, it's impossible for God to lie. Um, and that in itself is the anchor for our souls. Um, and the TPT version, um, wait, what? people don't like the TPT version in it, but I don't care. Um, the TPT version basically says like, um, like in between two immutable things, so between God and God, um, and we now run into his heart and we hide in his faithfulness. So our salvation is in the fact that he was faithful to himself. Um, so that is that in itself just proves like it's not us that's holding ourselves and it's not us that saves us it's actually god and christ that is god in christ that saved us essentially um so yeah and he is remaining he's going to bring us to the end of our um to, yeah to the end <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's me I love that. Well, thank you guys for sharing and thank you guys for joining in on this episode. I know it was a bit of a long one, but I definitely appreciate it um, a lot. I hope that people have gotten an insight more of who you guys are, recognizing that you guys are normal people outside of Twitter and Instagram and socials. Um, or if anyone is just currently going through like any kind of like backlash on socials, how they can navigate it or like the mindset that they can have as well. Um, I will put the links for all their socials and the great platform and Swirly's podcast as well in the information box but that is all from me and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week